Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. We get a little bit of jobs data this morning. Uh, Fed Chairman Powell made some statements yesterday that the markets didn't like. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a second. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, in this world we live, there are so many things that you and I, uh, we just can't control. But guess what? You can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. But you need to know what that risk is and how it really lines up with the amount of risk you're willing to take. Do you have too much risk? Not enough risk. Those are the two things I see most common. You need to know what that number is to make sure your portfolio matches up properly. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Next, we got Dave. about your money like we do every morning at this time. How's the stock market treating you today? It sure beat you where it hurt yesterday, didn't it? Let's find out what's going on from the uh, perspective of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. And, uh, Philip, I think the message from Jay Powell yesterday was uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves. What do you think? Yeah, and they may go on even longer than that based on what we heard yesterday, right? Oh, gosh, yes. I had a couple of my tip sheet people. Again, we're talking columnists here who may be as smarter, smarter than we are, but they really don't have any more insight than we've got. But they're starting to talk about the uh, concept of maybe a 1% interest rate jump. And boy, would that be fun the day they announce that on the stock market, right? No, oh, man, that will be painful. Um, I mean, I'm still seeing indications of a half a percent, but I'm, I mean, I was in that three quarters of a percent boat earlier. Um, but you go from everybody thinking a half to going to one, man, that will be a, a big red stop sign in the market and uh, cause a, a, a quick reaction downward. Oh, yeah. Uh, given the fact that we were baking in only another quarter as recently as a month ago, I mean, <laughs> go all the way up to start talking about three quarters or a full point and uh, the market will look like a seismograph. And the problem is every indication is what Powell said yesterday morning is looking like it's getting more likely. He opened his trap at 10 a.m. in front of Congress and within 10 minutes of him starting to talk, the Dow fell 200 points, just kept on sliding yesterday. We ended up uh, finishing the day with the Dow down 575, Standard & Poor's down 62, NASDAQ was down 145 points. The Dow was the biggest loser of the bunch because it, it really whacked the banking stocks hard when Powell said, yep, we're just going to keep bumping those interest rates up. And we got some other stuff, too, yesterday that says basically uh, – the good news for the consumer is that we aren't borrowing as much to keep this engine going either, are we? At yeah. Least as much as we expected, yeah. Exactly. That was really surprising to me. I had to dig a little deeper this morning to find the number, but the expectation was that consumer credit would increase by like $22 billion, um, but it didn't. It, it increased by less than $15 billion. I think it's $14.8 billion. It's still an increase, but not near what the economist out there thought it would increase. So um, in, in some respects, that's good, that's good news. Yeah, well, it is good news for the consumer side of the economy, and we're into that good news, bad news situation. If, what it means is that there's more headroom for, uh, for the Fed to be able to increase our borrowing costs because we aren't borrowing as much as people expected us to. And 
that just means uh, the the goal for the Fed is to drive us all into credit problems while they uh, try to fix inflation, and they aren't doing too good at it. Uh, they also want to cool off the employment market, and we got the ADP number out, and their estimate was that we created 242,000 new private sector jobs last month, which is about 40,000 more than the market expected, so the employment market is still hot, too. Yeah, it is, and of course, it'll be interesting to see how that really keys into the Friday report, right? So, But that is good news, and, and that was a huge bump over expectation and a huge bump over the last month as well because last month they only increased like 106 was the report now we're at 240 something i mean that's just a big jump in uh in 30 days especially when you consider that the federal reserve is actively trying to cool down the labor market that doesn't bode well for their uh, for the next meeting in a week in a couple of weeks either uh the other number that came out once again uh mortgage applications granted they're at a much lower level than they were last year at this time but uh, when the prevailing mortgage interest rate went up by eight basis points last week alone mortgage applications went up by 7.4 percent so i mean even even hiking the uh, mortgage rates up doesn't seem to be cooling off any more than we already have uh, a mortgage market for home buyers. So, I mean, by all indications, this economy is doing just fine. Maybe we can live with this high-term inflation, huh? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting you say that, Dave, because I was reading an article <clears throat> this morning, and, and I haven't got all the way through it, but it was quite interesting because the headline caught my attention. It says, what if there's no solution? Mm. Oh, what if there's nothing? What if, the, what if all the status quo things that we've used in the past don't work? Um, and it lays out some some what ifs, and, and maybe we have to learn to live with this a lot longer because change doesn't happen overnight. I mean, we in America think, yep, we turn on the phone, hit a button, and and, it, and things change. Turn on a light, turn off a light, you know, all those type of things. But our economy is so big that it just doesn't turn on a dime. And so this may be an issue. And I'm just speaking from what the article says, not not my necessarily my opinion here. But basically, it may take time. It may take longer than any of us expected. And that may mean there's more pain uh, to go to get through it all. And so that was just kind of an interesting perspective from this, uh, this Arthur. And, um, and, and I think that to, to some degree, it, it raises some questions that maybe we all need to ask. Yeah, yes. Uh, my two reactions to that when you shared that tidbit with me before we went on the air were step number one, uh, the rant that I went on yesterday about there's two legs uh, to controlling inflation. There's, uh, there's monetary policy, which the Federal Reserve does, and fiscal policy, which Congress is in charge of. And they're about as disciplined as, a, uh, you know, as, a, as an underdeveloped two-year-old as far as uh, keeping fiscal policy under control. We just keep spending money. Whether it's needed or not, it's a time where it needs to be reined back if we want to try to control inflation. Congress hasn't been doing that. The other thing that hits me, though, is I'm old enough to remember the Ford years and all the fun that President Ford ended up taking at his expense with that Whip Inflation Now campaign. I mean, the button became an ongoing joke, but some of it was because, well, we had 4 4 5% inflation at the time, and Really, we didn't feel it was all that bad. It just wasn't in the it wasn't in the the public attention span at the time. So maybe if the Fed can get it down to four or five percent with uh, just monetary policy, you might be right, or at least your columnist might be. Maybe it can't be fixed, and we'll have to live with it for a while. Well, the other thing that brings to mind is is you're talking the '70s, right? And so 
in the seventies, what information line of communication did we have? You know, we had Walter Conkright, right. Giving us the, the news and, and that was really it. Now you get on and read anybody's blog or you you go on the internet and, and sometimes information can be dangerous. And, uh-huh. um, and, and I think we live in that, that age now that that may make it more difficult, right. To, to whip because now, Maybe the American people know too much. Maybe we know, you know, too many things, and um, and and we make we take action as a people when we see or hear things that may not actually line up with what's happening in the uh, in the economy. So I think that adds another level of frustration. Oh yeah, and in a day and age in which you can find people on blogs talking about having done their research, which really means watching a couple of YouTube videos, uh, the information, yeah, having enough information and having too much information might be possible, but the problem is there's too much wrong information out there as well, and it's prompting people to have considerably less patience with the Fed than they even otherwise would, and God knows the Federal Reserve doesn't deserve a lot of patience from us, but... Uh, we're having even less than we probably should have because we're getting flooded with junk that we really don't know. I know. You and I just keep adding bad news on top of yesterday's bad news. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and it wasn't good yesterday by any measure. Uh, we've got a few other things coming out today. Among other things, the, Fed, the Fed's uh, beige book is coming out. That's their really in-depth green eye shade level details as to what's making them think the way they think. And Given the fact that we're kind of touchy based upon yesterday's stock market reaction, I suspect that's probably going to be uh, amplified in importance this afternoon about 2 p.m. Uh, I think so. They'll be parsing through that to figure out the attitude anyway. At the very least. Uh, we do have the end of earnings season going on. Gosh, we're just merry sunshine today. Is anybody making any money? I heard Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix reported. Are they doing they okay? Did, they did report. Now, unfortunately, they are not doing very well. Um, they actually um, lost significantly more than expected. They were expected to lose money about 34 cents a share. They lost 58 cents a share. So uh, not good there. Um, but now they're positive free cash flow. I mean, cash flow coming through the system was more than it was a year ago. So that was some, a little bit of good news in there, but not enough uh, to help the stock at all. Trading down 10 and a quarter percent this morning, Dave. Ouch. I, yeah. I got to believe that I got to believe that their fat city days are going to come when people are back in the office in droves again. And God knows we keep seeing stories about companies having trouble getting their employees to get out of their underwear and get back into the office. Yeah, but you know what? The big guys are starting to say, hey, look, if you want a job, you got to come into the office. So um, that's, uh, you know, we're starting to see more and more of that. We had, and that uh, will be, that'll be Stitch Fitch's salvation, yeah. probably. Exactly. So I got two more for you. Um, CrowdStrike, which is a cybersecurity firm, and mm-hmm. uh, now they did have stronger than expected uh fourth quarter earnings numbers um, across the board. And so that was some good news for them. They're trading up 4.7% this morning. And the other one I have for you is, uh, you know, these um, uh, crafty people that like to do craft stuff and, uh, and that they'll, they'll know this and that's uh, cricket um, came out and they reported a huge jump. In uh, in user growth, like twenty percent more paid users uh, for the fourth quarter, which was which was good. Revenue was down, but their gross margins were up, 
and uh, it hasn't traded yet this morning. They must have reported last night because they were said they were up seven percent after that announcement, and so they haven't traded yet this morning. Uh, but they closed up yesterday seven, almost eight percent higher than where they started. So that was some good news for them. Cool. Glad you clarified it because when you say cricket, I just assumed it was the cellular company reseller. No, no, it's the it's the you know it's the little thing that cuts things out for you, and you know, the the crafty people they know what it is. Okay. I, with me, I try to keep sharp things away from my hands. I have enough trouble with scissors. Uh, once again, it was a crapola day yesterday. There's just no charitable way to put it, with the, the, with the blue chips actually suffering worse than the growth stocks. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, my delayed quotes before the morning ADP report and everything actually shows a little bit of green ink. Are things holding up decently this morning, 45 minutes early? You know, I'm not going to say it's green. I'm going to say it's a tinge of something, but it's it's just not red. How's that? It's not red right now. Um, I'll take it. We got the Dow up less than $5. We got the S&P 500 up 60 cents. How do you like that, Dave? Um, wow. And then we have the NASDAQ 100 up $6. So, like I said, it's not red. Um on the other side of the coin, though, we still got some red ink over there. We got silver dropping significantly down about a half a percent. It's it's man, it's trying to get below 20. It's at $20 and 11 cents an ounce right now, Dave. Um, and, and silver has been very volatile this last probably six months or so. Uh, we've yes. got gold. We got gold down two tenths of a percent. It's trying to get back under 1800 right now. It's eighteen hundred and sixteen dollars an ounce. And then crude oil sliding too, down 1.2% to $76.66 an ounce. Ooh, I mean, uh, uh, not at all. Uh, yeah, not at all, but a barrel. How's about a barrel? That'd probably be better. An ounce would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> 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 Interesting. That's a considerably downtick from my delayed quotes, too. So the trend is pretty obvious as well. Overseas markets, Asian markets were. It's kind of mixed, except Hong Kong, and I don't know why, but the Hong Kong market was down by over 2% of the close last night. The other markets don't show that kind of change. European markets are looking at our futures and saying, oh, okay, we're not going to have two sell-offs. They're up fractionally halfway through their day. Retirement is coming for all of us eventually, and if you're getting close, having a plan becomes critical. How do I find you to make sure my plan's on track, Philip? Then, they, then give us a call at 863 Dave, hey, you know what? About about 60% of the folks I meet with have too much risk in their portfolio compared to where they need to be. About 20, 30% don't have enough risk. So that can be a problem too. So give us a call for our core retirement design. That's 863-382-0037. And then catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back again tomorrow morning with more employment news and hopefully good news on the indexes for today. That'd be kind of a nice thought. Catch you then, Philip. Be well. All right. Hey, take care. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope that your day goes well. Meet us here tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.